Mobile Rolling, presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound, making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices, online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Chris Barsby is about to link up with us. As I said, uh, the highlight on Saturday night anywhere in the country is going to be this Victoria Derby final. And, gee, the heat, if this heat was anything to go by, we're in for something very, very special on the weekend. Bet on the Tiger. Off the back in 26.8. He wants to hang in on the turn. Captain Ravishing. Leap to fame. Won't give up. He's two metres away. It's Captain Ravishing in front, though. He straightens up. He pulls away. He hangs in again, Captain Ravishing. But he's got Leap to fame, who's brave in second. Captain Ravishing wins again and sets up what could be a classic next week in the final. Captain Ravishing... And what makes it even more interesting is that Captain Ravishing is off the back, leap to fame off the front, and Chris Barsby is joining us. Good morning. Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. I'll ask you this question. Did you think when he was sitting outside that he could possibly wear down leap to fame there on Saturday night? Uh, yes, because they went so slowly. Uh, for point-to-point -point speed, I think he'd match and beat most horses in this part of the world. So you've got to remember with those two heats there on Saturday night, there was over three seconds difference there between heat one and heat two. Heat two, which is the heat we're just talking about, Captain Ravishing beating Leap to Fame, they went a lot slower. I think it's going to be a completely different scenario this Saturday night. Barrier draws, as you said, Leap to Fame's got gate five. Captain Ravishing's got to overcome gate 10. But I don't think there's a great deal in that. If it's a more genuine tempo, and I'm sure it will be, given that the big money's up for grabs, and I think they'll make a gear change this week with Leap to Fame. I think the shades will go back on. He had the shades on when he won the Queensland Derby. Pretty sure he had them when he won the New South Wales Derby. Even when he went to Tamworth last month, he had the shades on. But he hasn't had the shades on. We certainly didn't last Saturday night. I think that'll be a key piece of gear that'll be applied there on the weekend. So I think it's going to be a, a completely different ball game this weekend, and I'm looking forward to this clash. They're two very exciting horses, no question. Mm, absolutely. And leap to fame, of course, he didn't get there till late, you know, had to fly down and all that in several weeks, whereas Captain Ravishing, was that three weeks in a row, something he was backing up last weekend? Something like that, anyway. Um, so he's hard for Yeah, I think he's... Yeah, there was a week between runs there for Captain Ravishing. But look, the, the travel's no excuse for Leap to Fame. He got down there. There was no, you know, uh, untoward business happening with the, the, the flights to get him down there. Uh, look, he got down there in plenty of time uh, and he performed well. But it was just interesting too, when you watch back at that replay, I don't think I've seen Grant Dixon drive his horse like that uh, for a long time. I think he was on a fact-finding mission and I think he was out there to see and find out as much as he could about Captain Ravishing looking ahead to this week with the big final coming up. And I suppose the surprise out of all the heats is catch a wave. He just got found out. I know he had to work, Chris, but he just doesn't run that trip, does he? And he's an emergency, remarkably, for the Derby final. Well, it's fascinating, Steve. He failed to qualify for his own age group feature, and this has been a target for some time, the Victoria Derby for catch a wave. But as we've spoken about previously... He can beat himself. He's just not that genuine racehorse just yet. All the ability in the world, no question. The speed is there, but he just tends to let himself down. And when that uh, speed went on there last week and he was forced to make that move, it just told over the concluding stages. But the amazing thing is, Andy got through in a nomination for the Victoria Cup last Friday, uh, just in case something went amiss uh, with the Victoria Derby, and he didn't secure a start in the Victoria Cup. It would have been... Very intriguing to see a three-year-old taking on the, the proven open-class performers 
of the Victoria Cup, a grand circuit race. But uh, as we now know, he didn't gain a start in that feature. He's the emergency, so he probably needs that little bit of luck uh, to go his way, to force his way into the field. If he gets a start in this race on Saturday night, he's certainly good enough to score, but he needs to get into the field first. Is it fair to say, I know your first guest is waiting, Brendan Barnes, but is it fair to say, like the Victoria Cup, that a lot of these horses, it just comes down to luck in running? They're very evenly matched, some of these good free-for-allers at the moment? Or is that yeah, not fair? Absolutely. No, I think that's fair. Oh, I think there's gross unders about the favourite right now, expensive ego, 260. I think if you go looking for value, you can find some really good value about some really good horses. And as you rightly outlined, luck in running is going to be so crucial here. So expensive. Something needed to be favourite, and that's what the market framers have gone with uh, after he landed gate to expensive ego. But I think there's better value out there for that race. It'll be interesting to see how much of a change there is between now and a Friday when we speak with Gerard Daffy from mm. Tab. And, of course, one of the most popular and talented horses in the country, Ladies in Red, returns as well. It's just a super program. Brendan Barnes is with us now, Chris. Brendan, good morning. Good morning, Chris. You're off to Redcliffe tonight, and I want to focus on this meeting. There's nine in total. We get underway at 5.53. You've got four drives on this program. We start with race two. You're driving for Ash Perks here. Nevada Yankee. What are the expectations here in race two? Yeah, I think he, he's definitely been an improver. He, um, he's first out in Queensland. He was probably a little bit underdone fitness-wise, and he, I think he took a lot out of that run, but he's a, he's a very high-gate-speed horse, and I think he should be able to put himself into the contest. Do you think you're a chance of crossing the one? Is he is he the, the horse that's mo most likely to run the gate early here, JT Tyron? Yeah, I, I think so, but sort of off, off how we... He got out the gate in his first start in Queensland. I drove him on that occasion. He um, he just scooted off the gate and, and done it under his own steam. And obviously, he didn't really cross a lot, but um, I, I think he'll only get quicker as we ask him. Okay. So if you lead tonight, do you want to hold or are you looking for cover? Uh, I'll probably have to just see what they've sort of got in mind for him and if they're happy with him. But he was quite a sort of strong type and he, uh, he got quite on the bit and sort of wanted to bowl along. So I, I'd be more than happy to hold the lead with him. Okay. He looks like he's a big leggy type as well. Yeah, he is. He's a very big boy and he's very strong as well. Okay. Well, that's race two, number three, Nevada Yankee. Race three, very intriguing runner here, Cheetah Lodge. First up in Queensland, trialled recently at the track and went fast time. Uh, I'm sure you're looking forward to this drive tonight. Yeah, that's for sure. It was a bit of a surprise pick up there, but he trialled super and he brings really good form up from New South Wales. Were you surprised that he was able to, to rate the time that he did in that trial? It was a tick over 55. Yeah, that's for sure. And I think he beat Call Me Keith in doing so, who they've got a big opinion of. And, and Call Me Keith, if he was in this field, he, he sort of probably just brains him. So, yeah, I think he's definitely going to be quite hard to beat in that. Do you think he's the, the type that you're, you're likely to go forward with early? Is it a case that you lead cupcakes and whipped cream sitting behind you? Yeah, it, it does sort of look that way on, on paper. So, yeah, we just probably have to play it by ear and, and probably drive him pretty confident like he's the best horse in the race. OK, well, that's a good drive there. Race three, number five, Cheetah Lodge. Race five, uh, not sure what to expect here with Hit the Track. He had some really good form and then just put in a real clunker last time out. You drove him on that occasion. Um, any excuses there? I'm not sure whether it was just the sort of, you know, few hard runs in a row he'd been he'd been racing at Albion Park and sort of been been used early in leading and, and running sort of quite decent time. And then he so he felt good enough last time, but just sort of as I tried to bring him wide, he just didn't want to come wide. And then as I've gone back through through the middle of him, he actually hit the line quite okay. So, yeah, hopefully, yeah, he can sort of turn back around his form and sort of get to where he was before that start.
Does Barry a 16? Yeah, it does. That's for sure. It's, it's a very even field. You know, you probably half the field could, could quite easily win. So, yeah, it definitely does sting. So they're not too sure where we're going to get from there. Okay. And you're on the drive tonight. Comes up in a race six. Drawn gate one as well. So it's going to be well fancied here. Motu Amethyst for Mark Ducks. If she leads, she looks like she's going to prove uh, very hard to catch. Yeah, that's for sure. Probably got the danger on our back there. But um, I was quite happy with her run last week. She felt really good in running and then just probably got a little bit inconvenienced uh, around the 400. We sort of tried to make a move and a few come out underneath us. And um, it was sort of a case of once she couldn't do what she wanted to do, she sort of didn't really want to be there. But sort of up until then, she yeah, she felt really good. And then I thought she was going to run a good race. What do you make of this gate speed? What do you make of that front line there? Is there anything that jumps off the page with the startling speed? I don't think so. I think last week she she really wanted to run the gate. She wasn't happy with going back, so I think she should be able to come out on the bit and probably have enough to hold up early. Okay. Well, there's four good drives there for you tonight. Which one are you most looking forward to? Oh, probably Cheetah Lodge. Probably pretty straightforward there. Okay. Race three, number five, Cheetah Lodge. There's a few other questions I've got to ask you this morning. As we now know, you're training Northview Hustler. He was deemed to be a late scratching last Saturday night. What happened with Northview Hustler? Yeah, he, he just had a little bit of a foot abscess. It's sort of he's he's had a really good week this week. He sort of seems to be on the mend, but just just with the um, the muddy weather that we've had around, he's got quite quite bad feet, and he's sort of pretty prone to them. So he, he was it wasn't too bad, but it's sort of a horse of his caliber caliber with the problems he has. It probably wasn't worth running the risk and starting him. Okay, are you looking towards the the upcoming Queensland Summer Carnival with him? Yeah, we just we just take him day by day and see how he is. But all things going well, he'll be there. Okay, excellent. And you were at Newcastle last Friday night. Uh, you went down there, you drove Kabang and also uh, uh, Sky Blue. What did you ma- make of those efforts and those uh, Breeders' Challenge heats? Both horses couldn't have gone any better. They just yeah, the horses went went awesome, but we just we didn't really have a lot of luck in them. Kabang was super his own split, but just sort of split you don't run around Newcastle, but um. Yeah, if I think if he was one spot closer and he was in the one one on on Gavin Fitzpatrick's back, he quite comfortably wins. But um, yeah, it sort of wasn't to be. But I think he's done enough to get himself through to the semi-finals. So um, Manangle's just going to suit him down to the ground. Well, I was going to ask about that. The bigger track at Manangle because he's a horse that covers plenty of ground. So that's going to be tailor made for him. That yeah, that's for sure. And he, he doesn't corner real well, and he's sort of yeah, pretty touchy. You got to hold your breath the whole time you're driving him. You just got to get pretty well. Just sit there, and you can't grab him too hard. You can't see him around too much because he he can do a lot wrong. But um, hopefully Manangle, if, if he gets a good little trip, and we can just save him to the top of the straight, he can really run a quarter. Okay, uh, and and Sky Blue, she just got in a, a bit of an awkward spot there. But uh, if she had some luck, she could have easily finished over the top of her rivals as well. Definitely. She just got a little bit bumpy gated out the start. She um yeah, she put in a few rough strides and we couldn't really ask much more of her. She was just yeah, gonna gonna throw it away. But um I thought her run was super. If she had been able to do enough to hold up early, I don't think they get anywhere near her. Okay. And then on Saturday night you're driving cashed up. We all know cashed up here in Queensland. He's a proven feature race performer. Is he on a path towards the Breeders Challenge as well? He is. He's he semi final I think is on the twenty 20- second of this month so yeah a fortnight's time okay so he goes around saturday night race to its gate 10 over the mile never easy but uh, what are the expectations fresh we've been really happy with these trials you know he's a horse that he sort of gets a lot better the deeper he gets into his prep so we wanted to have a couple good hit outs at the trials and sort of make sure he was 
going to be sort of having a couple of tough runs and, and be pushing sort of towards being right by the late October for these races. But, um, you know, he's definitely the class horse of the race. Obviously, yeah, gate 10 over the mile. We probably need a little bit to happen for us somewhere, but he's he's good enough to win. Okay. His little brother trialled last night, I'm led to believe, down at Bathurst. Yeah, he did, actually. He... Um, I don't think I don't think he paced. I think he went for a little gallop. He's quite a handful that oh. little fella. Okay, well there you go. There you go. Hey, really appreciate the time. Best of luck tonight with those four drives at Redcliffe. Thanks, Chris. Tough. Joining us, so he's got four really good drives tonight. And Steve, as you're aware, I've been off for the last two weeks. But every time I was looking at some results of Queensland harness racing over that uh, two week period. The name Matt Elkins just kept popping up. He's been driving plenty of winners and he's enjoying really good success. In fact, he's closing in and I'm sure by the end of this current season, he's going to establish himself uh, with a new PB. I think the most he's had in a season is about 110. Well, he's going to obliterate that mark on his uh, current rate because uh, there's winners left, right and centre and he's engaged tonight at Redcliffe as well and he joins us online. Matty, good morning. Good morning, Chris. Good to have you back from holidays. Winners did you drive just in the last say three weeks, even a month? How many winners do you reckon you've booted home? Um, there's been quite a few. I had a quick little look. I reckon they might have got 17 in the month of September. Is that a record for you? 17 in one month? Um, I'd say it'd be up there, yeah. Sort of, I haven't really, I've sort of always had good little runs, but been short lived. It's probably the best I've kept my form going for a period of time this season, so it's been good. So, what do you put that down to? Uh, not too sure. I lost a little bit of weight actually at the start of the year. Um, but yeah, basically sort of thought I'm going to the races every day. I've got to start driving some more winners, I think. So no, it's been a good season so far. So you're saying you're lighter, they go faster. Yeah, I think so. I think it definitely helped. <laughs> we had this conversation last week, Chris, with John Tapp when talking about uh, t- uh, Colin Pike, of course, past uh, Powerface Adios's trainer. But yeah, John was talking yeah. about it as well. Has to make a difference, doesn't it? Oh, there's no question. You look at all of those, you know, superstar drivers, not only here, but in, in North America and Canada, they're all very lightly framed guys. Like, there's not much of Dexter Dunn. Uh, Andy and Toddy are quite lean as well. So it uh, it makes a difference. So... What was the recipe for success there? Were you just road running or what was the, the key to the success there? Yeah, I actually got COVID at the start of the year and um, lost a bit of weight while I was crook and then just decided to go along with it. So, yeah, I did start doing some running and a bit of exercising and it sort of helped a lot. Okay. So what's the, the mark? Have you got a sort of magical figure in your head for this year that you think you can achieve or you're just happy to take it as they come? Um, no real number in mind. So every year you um, try and set a goal of getting 100 wins for the season. I sort of had a couple of bad seasons and wasn't really happy with how I was going. So I sort of set a goal this year to try and drive 10, 10 winners every month, which sort of gets you to 120. So that was probably the main goal. Okay, well, September's been a kind month and let's hope it continues this good form tonight. You've got a few drives tonight, but you've got a couple of tricky draws as well. And we start with the race one, number six, Fire and Ice. Many expecting this race to be... A leader-behind-leader sort of scenario here with Zara's a treasure, smooth cash. You're out in gate six with fire and ice. So do you need that little bit of luck here? Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm probably going to have to go back and I'd say would be last. There's not really much on offer there. But in saying that, Zara's a treasure probably had a real hard run last week there at Redcliffe in the same race. And um, if they try and hold up on it over 20 and 40, not too sure whether we'll see it out after the tough trip it got last week. So... 
they hold up and roll along, it may be a swoopers race that actually. Okay, well, not out of it uh, by the sound of that with fire and ice there in race number one. So that's interesting, that first race being at the 2040, not the sprint trip of 1780. Speaking of 1780, speaking of bad draws, here we go again, race two, vodka and ice. So he's drawn the outside of the second row, third up tonight. What are the expectations? Yeah, he's actually got a little bit of ability, this horse. Um, so the barrier draws haven't been kind to him and... You know, those horses coming back from two-year-old campaigns and the three-year-olds, it's pretty hard on them. It normally takes them a few runs to find their feet. Um, he's probably no different to that. He just keeps coming up with bad draws. But he's actually got ability, and he's, when he's puts it all together, he'll actually be a handy enough racehorse, I think. Okay. There might be some early pressure in that race. Many expecting JT Tyron to be a chance of leading. Nevada Yankees got good gate speed. Mariana Bramack's got some early speed. So there might be some early pressure. Yeah, and that's all you can hope for. And yet, Redcliffe drawn bad. You just need that pressure. If things don't pan out, it just doesn't. You just don't get into the race. But whenever there's pressure early, it gives you a chance when you're back in the field. Okay, race three tonight. You're driving Master Charles, drawn the inside of the second row. Not a bad spot to be when you consider how this race potentially sets up. No, it's actually probably the best draw you could have. Um, just hope, from my point of view, Cupcakes and Whipped Cream does enough to sort of hold the front. And, just let Cheetah Lodge go, I'd say, it, as it probably works to the top. Um, it looked real impressive in a trial there last week. So if we can be three fence there following those two in a genuine tempo, he's definitely a face chance, Master Charles. Yeah, his recent form's quite consistent, and he seems to go really well here at the track. Yeah, no, he's um, been racing really well, and he probably goes even better when he's on the fence. So it is a good trailing draw for him there tonight. Okay, so he's a chance there. Race three, number seven, Master Charles. You've got the same draw in the following race. Race four, number seven, the Sports Stars. He's sort of gradually working into peak fitness now. He's been placed his past three, but you're relying on luck from the draw, though. Yeah, looks good on paper, number seven, doesn't it? But it looks a bit sticky here. I think the one doesn't possess that much gate speed. And um, if Golden Sand gets across, I'd say it's back page news. May even have the speed to cross it. We may end up four fence there, I'd say. Well, I was going to ask how this race sets up because with Golden Sand and its back page news drawn two and three, who do you think is the likely leader there? Um, its back page news left real hard there last Friday and I think Golden Sand may have got crossed by Vindicate into the first corner. So going off that, I'd say if that's, its back page news has a good crack, I reckon it may burn him off. Okay. Now, the sports stars for Gail Geeson, uh, you know, working into to fitness, so it's only a matter of time before he knocks one off. Yeah, he's got close his last few. He sort of leaned and probably felt and looked like he was going to win the race, but just hasn't quite got the job done. He's probably searching for a fence draw, to be honest, and to get the splits late. So um, if I do roll along and he gets a split late and not too far away, he will, will be hitting the line good. It'll be interesting to see what sort of time they go here because those two horses off the front row, they, they can set it up for a fast tempo. Yeah, I think... Um, the mile rate probably depends if the two or three leads. If Golden Sands in front, it will be pretty hardly run. Um, I do think if the three gets across, it may be a bit steadier run race. Okay. Race five tonight. Get a load of this, bro. This guy's in super form. He's very consistent, but he's got to overcome gate nine, the outside of the second row. This looks really open, doesn't it? Yeah, it is an open race, actually. And they're probably the races you need when you're drawn bad because a few people probably think it's their chance to lead and win. But... Um, yeah, Jamaican Resort's probably been racing well late and it's drawn one, so it probably looks the leader. 
Um, but we just got to hope there's a bit of pressure early and try and trick old bro into having a go from behind, I think. <laughs> so you've got to trick him into having a go, and then you've obviously got to find the right horse to follow. Do you want sort of cover over that sort of latter part of the race? Yeah, I think from behind, he probably needs to be following a helmet as long as possible and um, try and flip him into a gap up straight, I'd say. Okay, race six tonight, Flash Freddy. Uh, Motu Amethyst is likely to run favourite here off the inside. Can Flash Freddy prove to be a spoiler? Um, it looks hard for him there tonight. To the horse's credit, he has been racing really well and probably improved a lot in the last month. But, um, you know, he's sort of going up against some horses that have won quite a few races and earned quite a bit of money there. It's, um, it's sort of in a bit of a deep end. It's tricky grade for him, but he is racing well. So if we can give him a good trip and not be too far away, he should go all right. Okay, and your last drive tonight comes up in the final race, race nine, SOKS. This is a maiden pace, so forms are very uh, well exposed here. Do you give SOKS any chance? He's actually probably not the worst in that. Um, he probably doesn't deserve to be the $71. Um, it's sort of not much between any of them maidens at the moment. It's probably just depending on who's leading at the moment, who's winning. Okay. Well, what's the pick of your drives tonight? Which one are you most looking forward to? Oh, you've got me on the spot there. There's a few bad draws. Um, we might go with Master Charles. Master Charles. We'll put a circle around him in a race three, number seven. I tell you what, just over the next couple of days, just looking at Thursday, Friday, and even Saturday night, you've got some nice drives coming up in the next couple of days. Yeah, it's been really good of late. I'm getting plenty of support by trainers and owners and picking up plenty of drives every meeting. And sort of they're all racing well and going well. So been up to me to put him in the right spots. Well, there's one that I've been following in recent weeks, and he's starting tomorrow, and he's got you down as the driver. Surely tomorrow will be his day, Voodoo Fella. Yeah, he's um, been knocking on the door for some time. He um, never has much luck with draws or trips, but he has been racing well, and um, yeah, and it gets his chance there tomorrow. Okay, and then just with Friday, are you down in every race on Friday? Yeah, I think there was a full book there, and I think I had a few double-ups. I had to ring up and get off a few as well, I think. Okay. Well, busy time, man in demand. So people are taking notice of that good form with 16 winners in the month of September. Really appreciate the time as always, Matty. Good luck tonight. We'll see you over the next couple of days. Thanks, Chris. Pleasure as always. Yeah, Matt Elkins joining us, Chris, on uh, Mobile Rolling. I'm just having a look at that Victoria Derby market, Chris, as it sits now on Saturday night. Captain Ravishing is 185. And Leap to Fame is $3. Just on the Oaks, uh, are you a little surprised in Cypher's $1.95? Or? Uh, yeah, I am. Um, I think they must be thinking that she might have the speed to lead. She's oh, okay. a fast filly, so uh, if she finds the front, she's going to take uh, plenty of catching. A couple of those other key fillies have drawn a little awkwardly there, Steve. Uh, Just Hope, who's the New South Wales Oaks winner, she's drawn out in gate six, so she's at 6.50. She was able to win her heat last week. Amore Vita, the jury's out on her. She's just starting to get a little revvy, a little hot under the collar, and she's got to overcome the inside of the second row. She's also at 6.50. And Soho Historia, the Queensland Oaks winner, she's sort of unwanted now. Uh, she's got to overcome a second row draw, but she's at $14, and if there happens to be early pressure and, uh, you know, they overdo it, she can hit the line. She proved that up here during the uh, the Tab Constellation. So maybe she's, uh, 
you know, trending towards some value there at fourteen dollars mm. currently. Even early in the night, this uh, third race with Ladies in Red's return, she's a dollar forty, and the stablemate Tough Tilly is five dollars first up, and Treachery, who just keeps winning, is at eight dollars. So, it's just class spread the right throughout the night there on Saturday. And the night. trot race on Saturday night, Steve, is a ripper race seven. The Bill Collins Trot. These are two up and coming genuine stars of Australian trotting. Olivici, we spoke with Chris Lang before the break, and Queen Alita for Brent Lillian and Chris Alford. Uh, we're going to hear a lot more about these young trotters. So that's a really good race as well. Unfortunately, there's no pink galahs. I spoke with Maddie Craven this morning. He said she just fell flat earlier in the week. Uh, she's had three trials, and this was meant to be her uh, resumption on, on Saturday night in the Bill Collins trot. But uh, he just decided to pull her out. There's a race next week. You'll see how she picks up over the next couple of days. But again, if she's not right, he won't push her because the end of the minions are a target as well. But uh, unfortunately, no pink galahs, but still... When you've got Queen Alita and Olivici stepping out in this feature, it's going to be a ripping race. Chris, we know Akuda beat the older horses off a stand two starts ago. Look very flat. Is that fair on the weekend or Friday night? Akuta in New Zealand? To the naked eye, yes. Sectionally, no. Um, he was really sharp sectionally, probably one of the best. I think there was only one other horse in that race that recorded better splits than him over the last half. The winner of that race was perfectly handled by a champion driver and Blair Orange, rated him to perfection and really, you know, slipped home in quick last splits. However, to take on board with what you're saying, did he look flat? I think it's really going to force a, a bit of a rethink with Mark Purden and the New Zealand Cup now with a Cuda. So do they keep pushing towards that uh, open class feature, the, the big two-mile stand on the second Tuesday in November, or do they just focus on their own age group features? He's got the derby coming up in New Zealand over there. So that's, that's obviously a target. But maybe, you know, that defeat last week just throws up a few more uh, questions than answers. But sectionally, I, I don't think he could have done a great deal more Akuta last week. Mm. But to the naked eye, he did look a little yeah. disappointing. And what about the trotters? I missed the, the trotters feature there, Chris, the other night with Sunday Sun and so on. What was the result well, of that? Last week at Addington, Steve, it was like the Bermuda Triangle Addington because so many favourites just went under. Both Muscle Mountain, Sunday Sun, they made breaks. So that race was basically over pretty much soon after the start. And then you had the All-Stars uh, stars going around in that feature open. So self-assured Spankham, they both went under. They're going to back up on this Sunday in Methven, uh, in the Methven Cup. So they get another shot at it. But... Uh, Akuda went down, so it was a wipeout night for the All-Stars, but when you throw in a few of those other big-name horses uh, that also went under, it was just a real wipeout for punters there last yeah, Friday night. Smoke and Banda won the trot, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, both of those big horses made breaks, so I think Muscle Mountain was out of, out of action soon after the start, and then uh, in the latter part of the race, Sunday Sun made the break and cost himself any chance as well. So. Darren Clayton is with us. Darren, Good morning. Morning, Chris. Morning, Steve. How are you? What's been What's been catching your attention over the past couple of weeks? Yeah, I was a little bit disappointed there, Chris, that Voodoo Fella's been catching your eye because he's caught my eye. I was hoping we might got a price there tomorrow, but that he's ready to win. You might have kiboshed that on us, but anyway, he's certainly <laughs> ready to win. Um, yeah, it's been a, a good couple of weeks. Uh, interesting racing there at Melton last Saturday night. Shapes for a good night this Saturday and. Yeah, that that talk about catch a wave. I, I found it very interesting that um, that the nomination went in for the Victoria Cup. Uh, I know under the old 
um, you know, the old season stage at this point in time, uh, current three-year-olds would be four under the old system. So um, I guess age-wise, you probably don't, uh, it's not that big of a, uh, a shock, I guess. But yeah, the, the fact that the Nom went in for the Victoria Cup uh, and that some people thought he deserved a spot in the field. I found that a little bit interesting as well because I, I don't really think I could have found a spot for him in that field. No, I don't think so either. He, he would have had to have win, or won the Victoria Cup to justify a spot in the Victoria Cup. Wouldn't, uh, won the Victoria Derby to justify a spot in the Victoria Cup. Yeah, definitely. You, you can't go... Um, you know, miss out in your, against your own age and then expect to step up against, you know, seasoned performers and, and get a spot. Mm. And as it stands, I think there's a few horses that probably were a little bit unlucky to miss the field um, that definitely would would have been, you know, a long way ahead of him. Um, where you've been bopping, he's been going really well. I, I'm not sure whether he deserved a spot, but he's certainly got, um, you know, he's got wins against his name against sort of open performers. So... Yeah, just a, a little bit interesting. Keeps everyone on their toes, I guess. Just with Catch a Wave, though, is he just a, a rolling sort of horse over a shorter course, Darren? Oh, I just think he's um, he just hasn't furnished into a racehorse yet, Steve. He's he's still a bit um, got a bit to learn, which which some of these horses do tend to take extra time. I think um, once they they sort him out, he, he will be better suited or, or will. Will perform better over a longer trip, but just at the moment, when they're young and, and they're still a bit green, going extra distances is, is no good for them. They just need to, you know, get it over and done with as soon as they can and, and limit what, you know, their their greenness issues. So, yeah, in time if he furnishes, but at the moment he's, he's not there. And mm -hmm. Captain Ravishing, it was interesting seeing him just in that heat. I'm just, um, I don't know, he was... He was running about a bit when they turned for home, and I don't know whether that's just being a little bit green. I haven't seen anything from uh, the Stewart stable or, or what's sort of been mentioned, whether he was just a little bit green as well or whether he was just getting a bit tired. The, you know, the effort was starting to take his toll and he was getting a little bit wayward. So um, if it was the latter, um, yeah, I, I'd be I'd have a little bit concerned uh, about this week where it's going to be a much more truly run race than, than what that heat was on Saturday night. Mm. Chris, I think he's done something similar, has he, in the past? Just want to do a few things wrong? Yeah, I think that night, only just recently when he scored at Ballarat, and he, he sizzled home in that brilliant last section. He did a fair bit wrong that night. So maybe it's just a case that he's just, you know, so raw and green and inexperienced that uh, with that speed, he's just got things going everywhere. So... It'll be interesting, but um, oh, I think Leap the Fame will make a raise. Oh, I think for sure they've got to put the uh, the shades back on and just those Dolly Varden winkers just to have him a little bit more focused on, on Saturday night. Now, what if Dan Malecki's got a sore throat and you got the call? I reckon you'll be there in about five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, just on this Victoria Cup, guys, it's going to be interesting just for a you know, what happens and how this race plays out on the weekend, just moving forward, like copy that, does he go back to New Zealand? He is the defending New Zealand Cup champion, so he's got to get through the week. Uh, he's subject to a, an examination tomorrow, I'm led to believe. He had that little minor bleed there last week, so there's plenty hinging on, on what happens there with copy that. Rock and roll do, how does he perform? If he doesn't, you know, go to expectations, does that put a kibosh on his New Zealand Cup mission? 
Uh, and then with the end of the minion fast approaching, um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how some of these, you know, big name horses right now sit. And the other one, the Tab Constellations Blacks are fake winner, Majestic Cruiser, he was never really spoken about for the Victoria Cup. He's back trialling today. He may have got around in that trial today at Menangle, but he's definitely heading towards the New Zealand Cup. But it comes with that little bit of a caveat of, you know, we've got to get the right sort of flights and suitable uh, travel arrangements to get him there. So that's going to be interesting to see how it plays out in the next couple of days as well. Um, Majestic Cruiser has already gone around. Chris, he went around in that first trial today, 52-2 home in 26-7. So had a little bit of squeeze at that before. So, yeah, he he looks to be on track. Yep, absolutely. Nice horse. So uh, he could be a, uh, a real x-factor with that new zealand cup because we know he's been able to go to new zealand already this year and take out a feature and beat some of their best horses so we'll keep following him majestic cruiser your job this morning darren is to steer us into some winners tonight at Redcliffe. nine of the best so where do we find your best bet yeah well it was good to hear a good push from brendan barnes just earlier for motu amethyst she looks to get every favor available and um, the the good price has probably already gone. She opened at 290, which looked a real gift. Uh, I think she's still into uh, yours for theirs, which is still a, a good get. Race six, number one. Um, she was a winner uh, about five runs ago, uh, I think it was, at Redcliffe. She found, uh, got herself in a spot in behind the leader and then finished too good. So I think she finds a race here. Limited pressure to her outside. She should be able to take them all the way. Race six, number one, Motu Amethyst. Okay. Is that a two-horse race uh, like it sort of appears on paper? Leader behind leader. Get a load of this girl looms as the main threat. Yeah, it certainly is. And it's probably a, a race that you could really play the, the, the fence line exotics, Chris. I thought... Um, Teacher's pet, if they dropped her down to the inside, she'd be three fence and she could just scoot through and, and grab a minor placing as well. And, um, you know, that that's a perfect scenario if, if that uh, were to play out. I thought to, to play that race, get a load of this girl. She's um, she's going pretty good. She's placed in a couple in succession and um, wasn't too far away last time out. Just um, didn't get a, an opening when it was needed. She should be there ready to go this time and, yeah try and make a race of it when that passing lane presents. Okay, but you're keen on Motu Amethyst, $2 currently with Tab. What else do you like tonight at Reckler? It's not often I like um, you sort of go too hard on a maiden, but I thought uh, in race nine tonight, I thought Destiny Blues, she gets her chance. She's had plenty of chances. Um, I think it's 27 runs she's had now without a 27 or 28 without a win. Um, she might have found her chance here. She's got good gate speed. She can dart through and hold up. She tried to um, press through and hold them out last week. Just uh, eventually had to release because there was just a bit too much pressure. And then she wasn't far away on that occasion. I think tonight she presses through. And uh, from there, if she can get away with it in front, she might be hard to stop. So race nine, Destiny Blues, number one. Okay. The grey, grey mare. All right, 480, so there's some nice value there. If you're prepared to wait for the last, race nine, number one, Destiny Blues there. As far as the quaddy is concerned, main quaddy races five, six, seven and eight. Throw some numbers my way, please. Yeah, I thought the opening leg was pretty tricky. I've got number six hit the track 
on top. Um, if you forget his last start run where it was a bit of a, um, you know, an anomaly, his form prior was really good at Albion Park. So finds a race where the early map looks a bit tricky. So um, if they go a bit too hard trying to find spot spots in running, he's the one. Uh, get a load of this, bro. Probably a little bit disappointing as well last time out. Um, he's been in front his last few, so he'll be chasing this time, number nine. Wave Dancer, he's worked his way into form. He's won... Um, uh, two of his last three, uh, or two of his last four, he should be thereabouts. And Key Young SpongeBob at a bit of a price. I thought he might just uh, be thereabouts. So we'll go two, five, six, and nine. The second leg, race six, happy to go one out with number one, Motu Amethyst, uh, as we said uh, there. I thought she was a good thing. Race seven, again, happy to go one out here with number three, London Lady. Liked her first up run. Uh, it was a it was a good effort. She got a, a cheap trip and then darted home and, and put a gap on them pretty well. She gets a frontline gate this time. So um, Gary Gerard does a great job with mares, and he's got this mare, and, and she should be winning there second up. And in the final leg, uh, Kataria Elite. It's been a while since she's won a race, and she comes up short enough, I thought, from the from the wide gate and not really that good a record at Redcliffe but uh, that said it's hard to to find anything outside of her we'll throw in number nine feel the thrill he can be a bit of a hard watch at times um, number one I'm Isabella probably doesn't really get a chance to win but she should be getting an economical trip and number eight Caribbean Rocket he won't be far away so um, Qatari Elite should win it but we'll throw in plenty around her so we'll go one, five, eight, and nine. Okay, so your quality numbers tonight. First leg, two, five, six, and nine. One only, then three only, London Lady. And she's been hammered in tab fixed prize betting so far. And that last leg, one, five, eight, and nine. They couldn't find an easier race for Qatar Elite tonight. No, and that's what I said. Like, she's short enough, but um, if, if she can't beat that field there tonight... Um, you'd be expecting that the best opportunity for her would perhaps be to to duck her off to the breeding barn, get a foal and, and chase down those lucrative Q-bred features in years to come. Yep, absolutely. Speaking of Q-bred features, we had the Q-bred trotting features yesterday. No real surprises. Uh, you know I'll be late winning the three-year-old uh, division. He started the clear favourite. The two-year-old division, a little bit of an upset. Kinachurio, who was the runner-up last week in the springboard, was able to take out that feature yesterday. Uh, both horses prepared by Chantel Turpin. Just on the three-year-old, you know I'll be late. So I think he's won six from eight now. He's a big strapping colt by creatine. Uh, don't be shocked if he goes to Victoria and joins the stables of Emma Stewart and Clayton Tonkin as well. We know they've recently sent down Susan is her name, who's unbeaten. She was able to score first up for the stable uh, just recently. She's getting set for some big features down there with the uh, the Victoria Derby and a few other features still to come. Uh, this is a, a likely target now, so don't be shocked if you see, you know I'll be late, get his opportunity to take on better opposition in Victoria in the coming months so that'll be interesting to see how he measures up yeah definitely he's a he's a he's a big guy um and uh he certainly trots well he created an age record for the three-year-old trotters there last week in the in the springboard final and then was pretty impressive again there yesterday um and confiscated he come out and had a little bit of a look early before dropping back in he was the only threat but geez you know i'll be late he's a he's a very nice type and uh, yeah like you say he's a big rangy fella yep absolutely so he's uh, likely to go to victoria 
And just on some of our three-year-olds here, Teddy Disco, he's either going to race or trial next week and lead up to uh, his Breeders' Challenge semi-final down in Sydney. So that's fast approaching. So it's either going to be a race or a trial next Tuesday. Nathan Dawson currently suspended, but if he trials, he'll be able to drive him in the trial. If uh, if he goes to the races, they'll need to find a new driver. And Danger Zone, who went to Victoria in a bid to uh, qualify for the Victoria Derby, he's probably going to have a few more runs down there before he goes for a long spell. So there was some talk about a possible sale to North America, but uh, Jack Butler confirmed that uh, he'll have one or two more runs down there and then go for a long spell uh, to wrap up uh, this year of racing for Danger Zone. Yeah, it was a little bit disappointing that he wasn't able to progress there, but um, it, that uh, that derby on Saturday night we, it would have been good to see him get through. And Racy Roxy, she went down for the Oaks, missed out, and she's going around against the Open Age Mares. So three-year-old filly Racy Roxy, she comes up in that same race as Ladies in Red, so um, um, she'll have a work cut out there. Yeah, no doubt. It's a good meeting, and it's a big meeting coming through at Albion Park this Saturday night as well. 11 races in total. So we look forward to chatting again on Friday morning, Darren, when we do all the form for that big Metro card. Yeah, 11 races. I better get into it. Absolutely. There's Darren Clayton joining us each and every Wednesday. He'll be back on air with us on Friday looking at that card of racing. And, Steve, that is mobile rolling for this Wednesday morning.